a, a trimester, so I dropped down, so I was taking, you know, somewhere between 24 and 25 credits a trimester. And uh, so I was, I was one trimester behind where I would have graduated normally. And so my seventh trimester was student clinic, and I had to do clinic entrance and part two boards two weeks apart, and I was just, I, I was just really burned out and stressed out, and I, I was not sleeping. I was not getting along with my wife and kids, and I just, I had one of the doctors in the student clinic tell me that I was pale and I should get some blood work done, and I was just a mess. And so, actually, the Friday before finals, I was going to take my final bone path practical, and I sat in my car and prayed about it, and I got, you know, strong answers to stop. So, right, I stopped. I, I didn't show up to that practical. I didn't show up to finals. I just quit school. We moved back to Arizona a few weeks later. Dr. Paul Hamburg from UpperCervicalDocs.com, and here's an interview I did with chiropractic student Brandon Harshi. Brandon is about to graduate from Parker in Texas, and I wanted to interview him because of, because of his presence on the internet, particularly at his website, TheAtlasOfLife.com, where he posts news, opinions, and interviews with prominent upper cervical doctors and patients. I didn't even realize that he was still a student until rather recently, which is a testament to how a presence on the web lends a kind of authority to you. The internet can be an incredibly powerful tool to spread the message of upper cervical chiropractic care, and Brandon is doing a tremendous job of doing just that. The internet allows you to have your own publishing house, radio station, or television station for very little cost, and it is being utilized more and more frequently as people's first choice for information, and your patients and prospective patients are going to the internet to get information on upper cervical. Chances are, if you aren't posting relevant information on the web, people like Brandon are supplying your patients and prospective patients information about what upper cervical is and how it can help them. Little did I know how interesting Brandon's journey has been. In this interview, we discuss how he chose to become a chiropractor, how he was first exposed to upper cervical chiropractic, how he dropped out of chiropractic school with no plans of ever returning, how a vivid dream led to him re-enrolling, and why he decided to start his website. Brandon has a bright future ahead of him, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Well, tell us, uh, tell us about your, uh, tell us about your upbringing. Where were you born, and uh, where did you, uh, where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, I lived in Arizona my whole life up until I moved out to Dallas for chiropractic school. Uh, lived in Scottsdale most of my um, school years, and then I lived in Phoenix and. Um, was down in Tucson for about a year and a half when I was around 22, 23. And, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was fun growing up. I, you know, I've been back since then and, you know, I don't, not so much fun anymore, but, <laughs> I mean, uh, How old are you? I'm, uh, 30, actually. I just turned 30 a couple months ago. Okay. What did, uh, what did your parents do? My, let's see, my dad, he is, actually right now, he's a behavioral intake therapist at uh, Banner Hospital in Phoenix. And uh, his, he has his master's in crisis counseling, and so he's been into, like, counseling people for, for years, and he's always kind of done that that kind of thing. And uh, he actually worked towards his Ph.D. for a while, but it just got too stressful and, you know, uh, difficult with having, you know, my brother and I and, you know, marriage and everything, so he 
he didn't end up finishing that. And then my mom, she uh, she was a let's say she was a, like a clerk in a hospital out there in uh, Scottsdale for many years until she eventually became uh, she got her nursing degree, became a nurse. And uh, so I come from a pretty uh, allopathic background. I was diagnosed with asthma when I was four, and I was taking all those asthma medications and inhalers, and I never took them most of the time. I was always kind of faking it because I just hated that garbage. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I thought it was useless anyway. I didn't think it helped me. Hmm. My parents were like, take your inhalers, it can help you. I was like, no, it can help me. <laughs> but, so I don't know. I, I've never really been huge fan of all the medications and stuff like that so I don't know that was kind of one of those innate little things that I, I understand now but did you just not like the responsibility or did it to give weird side effects that you didn't like no I liked being a pain in the butt to my parents and being a rebel so, right. <laughs> so if I could just do that and pretend I was taking them and not taking them you know that was fine with me you know I was just your typical punk kid Huh. Well, what did you do before you went to chiropractic school? Uh, pretty much a whole lot of nothing. I just worked. I mean, I, I've counted up. I think I've had like 20 different jobs. There's a bank teller, pizza delivery driver, uh, serve a, the server in a restaurant. Uh, I did door-to-door sales when I was in high school. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I do valet parking sometimes part-time right now while I'm in school. So I wasn't really doing a whole lot. Um, the time I decided to go to chiropractic school, it's kind of interesting because my wife actually talked me into it. We were going to go together. And uh, we were living in Tucson at the time. And, and we'd been exposed to chiropractic for the first time just a few years before that. My wife started working for a chiropractor out in Phoenix. And um, yeah, I'll show you how naive and dopey I was. I didn't even know what a chiropractor was. I didn't know it had anything to do with the back. I mean, it could have been the foot of, you know, the butt, the left elbow, I don't know. I had no idea what a chiropractor was. Hmm. And so my wife was telling me about it, and I'm like, oh, that seems pretty cool. And then she, uh, she told me how much it was going to be and we how much money at the time. I was like, oh, no way, you can't do that. So she ended up basically telling my chiropractor that she wanted a job, and he gave it to her, and she helped that practice grow quite a bit. She was pretty awesome, and so we ended up getting free care. And uh, I started going um, to the chiropractor, and I noticed that whenever I'd sit down, I, I would get uh, numbness in my legs pretty quick, and my hands and feet would be really cold all the time, and um, I don't know, just some little weird things like that, nothing like, you know, major, but, you know, within, you know, a few weeks' time, I'm starting to get adjusted. I, I noticed it all went away, and I was like, hey, this stuff's pretty cool, you know, my hands are not cold all the time, and so that was our first exposure, then we moved down to Tucson, and um, kind of do our own things. We were young and, you know, want to get away from family for a little bit. And one day my wife, we were driving uh, down Speedway Boulevard in Tucson. She's like, hey, I think we should go to chiropractic school. And my first response was like, no way, that's way too hard. I can't do that. And uh, so I kind of put in the back burner. And then uh, on my, let's see, what was it, my 24th birthday, my wife bought me my present as, what she bought me was a, uh, like baby shampoo and things like that. And I was like, what is this? And then I realized she was pregnant hmm. with her oldest daughter. And that just kind of hit me. I was like, okay, I need to do something with my life. Maybe I need to rethink this chiropractic thing. And so I kind of looked into it and I decided I was going to go. And um, my 
original choices were between Parker and Life West. And uh, I, uh, I was leaning towards Life West because the chiropractors we knew, they went to Life. And, and uh, so I was kind of, they were kind of harping on Life, Life West being great schools. And it's like, oh, okay. And we met a, a doctor down there in Tucson that went to Parker, and he was telling us a lot about it, and I looked into it. And, uh, I made my decision based, you know, on living expenses. It would just be cheaper to live in Dallas than it would be up in the Bay Area. Mm. So I went there. I mean, looking back in retrospect, I, I think I would definitely have gone to Life West mm. um, easily. But uh, that was pretty much how I got going. I, I started doing some prereqs down in Tucson and moved up, to, moved up to Phoenix for a year before I moved here and finished up everything. And got out here to Dallas in August of uh, '04. And I finished up a few more, my organic chemistry and my physics too. And then I started the chiropractic program in January of 05. Okay. So. You uh, said that you have a brother. Do you just have one sibling? Yeah, just one brother. What does your family think about your decision? Uh, they, they like it. Um, my mom actually passed away when I was 21, so she's not around anymore. I, I, I'm sure if she was around, she would definitely be uh, hassle me. <laughs> we would get into debates, I'm sure, because uh, she was very, very medically minded. And my dad thinks it's cool. I'm going to be a doctor. I don't think he cares. If, if I was, you know, a medical doctor or chiropractor. He just think he's just happy that he's going to have a son that's going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so that's cool. So he supports me a lot in that sense. And um, uh, my wife's family, they, they think it's great. I, mean, I actually took some time off from school. Actually, originally I quit school because I was just down, didn't know if I wanted to do it anymore, so we moved back to Arizona for about 10 months and was working for man-laws, and that just wasn't working out too well, so I think they're all happy that I'm coming back to school, too. <laughs> what, did, so, what, did, what did you do for them? Uh, they're in the real estate business. My wife's grandparents are actually pretty uh, big-time realtors out there in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and um, I was working for them just doing kind of odd jobs, maintaining uh, different vacant houses that they had. Uh, listed. I mean, they had, I don't know, they had, boy, 60, 70, 80 houses listed at any one time. Mm. I mean, it was pretty insane how how busy they were. And so I did that for a while. And I was driving around town a lot. It just was not fun. So happy to be back in school and, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do with my life. So. What, how long had you been in school before you took the time off? <laughs> I've been in school for, let's see, I was in uh, a little over two years. I was I was in a special schedule in my fourth trimester just because having two kids and, you know, life, it was just kind of hard to, to to handle the 30 credits a, a trimester, so I dropped down. So I was taking, you know, somewhere between 24 and 25 credits a trimester. And uh, so I, w- I was one trimester behind where I would have graduated normally. And so my seventh trimester was student clinic. And I had to do clinic entrance and part two boards two weeks apart, and I was just, I, I was just really burned out and stressed out, and I, I was not sleeping. I was not getting along with my wife and kids, and I just, I had one of the doctors in the student clinic tell me that I was pale and I should get some blood work done, and I was just a mess. And so actually, the Friday before finals, I was going to take my final bone path practical, and I sat in my car and prayed about it and I got you know strong answers just stop so right I stopped I, I didn't show up to that practical I didn't show up to finals I just quit school we moved back
back to Arizona a few weeks later. And uh, on New Year's Day of last year, of 2008, early in the morning, I had uh, a dream. It was probably the most realistic dream I've ever had in my life, where I was hanging out with a couple guys in the class to start out with, and I was telling them I was getting back um, to Parker. I was going to turn in all my stuff to get reaccepted and finish the program, and I was walking around school. And I ended up uh, being... Uh, I ended up waking up from my son crying because he had beat himself. So I was a little bit confused there for a few minutes because <laughs> I was thinking I was still in, in Dallas. And, and so I talked to my wife about that later in the day, and her jaw kind of dropped. She's, she's like, wow, I thought you never want anything to do with school again. You know? and so we kind of talked about it. And I originally transferred my, uh, my transfer to Life West. I was going to transfer there. But my wife didn't want to start over again. She had you know, kind of a network of friends and things going on here in Dallas. So we decided to move back here. So I called up. Parker to turn my stuff in, and the week, I, the day I, turned, I called up, they uh, told me I had three days left to get everything in, so I hustled to get that all in, and got reaccepted for uh, the uh, summer trimester of 08, and uh, I had to redo all of, uh, you know, my student clinic trimester, which is fine, I, you know, I, I knew what I had to do, and I was just grateful to be back and, and doing what I was supposed to be doing, so. Hmm. Was, your, uh, your wife was... Uh behind your original decision to quit she was all for that yeah she she just wanted us to be happy because we were you know it was just it was a struggle at the time um it just it was pretty hard on her and she's definitely a trooper for standing behind me through all this she's she's been uh supportive of me throughout all my crazy decisions and and uh she's she's definitely awesome so i i owe her uh a lot for supporting me there. <laughs> well, how um, how did you become introduced to Upper Cervical? Well, before we moved back here, uh, I actually got down and prayed about it one night, and I just asked the Lord to tell me, look, tell me what kind of doctor I'm going to be, what kind of technique I'm going to use. I at least want to know that, the way I can start getting into that woman's school, giving my all really do everything I can. And I said, you know, if it's activator doctor, fine. If it's Gonset, fine. If it's CBP, great. If it's upper, upper cervical, awesome. You know, I, I don't care. Just give me an answer. And so before we moved back here, we went up to uh, Utah to visit some friends. Uh, ironically, this this friend of mine, he had, uh, he was in the same class as me, and he quit school at the same time, except he thought chiropractic was quackery, and he hated it, and blah, blah, blah. But when we were up there, we actually got into a topic one time, and he brought up upper cervical, and he brought up how that's the only chiropractic technique that he had respect for, that they actually, you know, are scientifically based and this and that, and I was really kind of shocked. I was like, wow, I didn't think he thought anything good about anything had to do with chiropractic. So that's kind of interesting. And then I think a day or two later, when I was talking about that very topic, I was like, man, I just wonder what I'm going to be doing. Uh, maybe I do this or do that and he's like you know maybe I could look into CBP or something and my wife's like that's not chiropractic <laughs> and so every time I brought up something she's like that's not chiropractic and she's like you know what about upper, upper cervical she's like that's chiropractic I was like huh okay I thought that was kind of interesting she said that and then a couple of days earlier my friend said that and so we get back to school and um, about a few days before the trimester started I went to school to print up some stuff because we had a clinic entrance exam coming up and I had to start studying for that and I met uh, uh, one of my one of my good friends, Scott Brady. He uh, was in the the library there in the computer lab, and he 
we we go to church together, and, and I, I noticed him. I was like, hey, you know, we're, we're in the we're in the same uh, same ward, and he uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. And I asked him what try he's going to be in. He's like, I'm being you know try six. I'm like, okay, I'm being your try. He's like, you know, I'm going to try and talk you into upper cervical. And at the time, he was the upper cervical club president. And uh, right then, I just kind of looked up, you know, to the ceiling and just kind of saying to myself, okay, okay, Lord, I hear you. I got my answer. And it's just, I just have so many more things just coming to my life, upper cervical. And I was like, you know, this is just, this is just it. And uh, I don't have any doubts whatsoever that this is the right path for me. It's the right way to go, the right form of chiropractic. I just have no doubts. I, mean, I just, I know this is it. I know this is the best thing out there. And there's nothing anyone can tell me that, you know, changed my mind. So... Is it just a general upper cervical club that they have there at Parker, or? Yeah, it's just a it's just a general club. Um, right now, the uh, club president is uh, Moses Bernard. He uh, he's actually be an Atlas orthogonal guy, and uh, he's actually been kind of training under uh, Dr. Paul Colette. I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, yeah, but it, it's it's kind of tough because Moses and Scott and I, and another guy Toby, is another another AO guy. Um, we're all in the same class. We're all in tri eight, and we're all super busy with clinic and boards and all this stuff. So it's really hard. They just get every something together with everyone showing up at the club at the same time. There's only maybe like 10, 12 people in the school that are really hardcore upper cervical, but then everyone's got stuff going on because some of them are getting into upper tries and so the clinic. It just we just haven't been able to meet consistently. So it's been it's been one of those things. But you know, I definitely you know. We definitely talk about it, that's for sure. I mean, people are learning more about it, I think, you know, from all of us. Well, you uh, you're, you seem to be going in the direction of Blair, is that correct? Yeah, I, I am I am a Blair fan. I'm going to be a, a Blair guy. I, I just, I think it's a great technique. I actually think they're all great techniques, honestly. It's, uh, I guess my, my opinion of it is, you know, you'll see a basketball team that has five point guards playing at one time or five centers playing at one time because if they did they, they would suck I mean, they just would not ever you know they would never win so I mean everyone's got their own technique their own uh, thing that they gravitate towards and so I mean for me it's Blair um, I know for my friend Scott he's going to be Nuka uh, Moses Ayo like I said um, so yeah I, I, I'm just yeah I'm a fan of Blair I think it's, it's great how did you get like, exposed to Blair? You know, I was just kind of uh, looking at stuff online, just kind of researching it at first, and um, I saw a video somewhere of a Blair adjustment. I can't remember where. And uh, I just originally my my first thought was like, "Oh, that's a cool adjustment. I think I want to do that." So, kind of a goofy way to want to pick a technique. But then the more I looked into it and everything, I, I really liked the X-ray analysis, you know, based on asymmetry and you know, looking at the articulations of the the joints of the spine, and um, you know, I, I really gravitate towards doing a hand technique, and uh, I'm pretty comfortable doing toggle uh, already. So it's just kind of it just it feels like a natural fit for me. I actually practice on my toolie board quite a bit, and, and uh, I don't know, I, I enjoy just doing that. So I can't wait to actually be adjusting people and uh, doing Blair. I adjust some people. Uh, in the clinic with toggle that can be a rush for me at times so hmm. excited to 
in clinic, are you allowed to uh, practice however you want, or do they give you a subscribed set of uh, ways to adjust? And... Yeah, no, we we um, we can. We have uh, we have upper cervical. We have a class. It's it's one class, but it's Thompson slash upper cervical and upper cervical. It's you know HIO, toggle HIO is taught for like three or four weeks at the end of the trimester. So we're exposed to it and we're able to do it in the clinics. Um, kind of worked out well for me because. My clinic doctor is uh, very, he's very much into uh, sports chiropractic and, you know, sports injuries and things like that and PT and um, diversified adjusting, things like that. So, uh, and I'm, I actually uh, am pretty, I, I think I'm pretty proficient at uh, diversified adjusting. So, he's gained some trust in me in uh, adjusting. So, he's he actually last trimester gave me uh, a ton of transfer patients and he's helped me out with some new patients and he's really kind of uh, trusted me in my adjusting in that sense so because of that he's actually cool with me doing toggle on my historical patients and uh, so it's really kind of worked out well for me and uh, he even told me that he would let me do Blair because um, we don't have Blair at school and if you know it's not taught to school you're not supposed to do it otherwise you get kicked out blah 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 type of thing so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. He he would let me do that. The only problem is we can't take analytical X-rays of Parker. Yeah. Unless, you know, if a pathology suspected, and even then they won't you won't they won't take uh, upper cervical X-rays. So. Yeah, I was going to ask how how are you going to get away with uh, taking the number of films that's required to do it? Yeah, yeah, we can't do it. So I, I'm not doing blur my patients, but I, I kind of lucked out because I have um, some patients that have been referred to me from. Um, someone that used to work for some um, upper cervical doctors out in uh, Fort Worth, actually, Dr. Mary Ann Pruitt, who used to be a big player doctor out in Fort Worth, and she passed away a few years ago. And then her brother, Sterling Jr., he passed away in September. So um, I'm starting to get some referrals from patients that used to go to both of them, and uh, they already know their listing. So that's like, that's awesome right there. Mm. So I'll have to mess around with trying to figure that out. So that, that's been working out pretty well. And, uh, well, you seem to have been uh, pretty instrumental in uh, raising awareness of upper cervical at Parker. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about how that's gone? Um, it, it's kind of funny because when I hear, um, hear that about me, it's, I can't say I've been totally responsible for that. I mean, like I said, my, my friend Scott Brady has been great. He He's actually... Um, raise a lot of awareness. Um, Moses, uh, a friend of mine, Michael Chapman, um, and I, and I have recently. And uh, it, it's just it's it's interesting because people ask us questions and uh, we explain it to them. And you know, if we explain it to them scientifically and kind of explain the neurology and everything, and kind of give them proof of like you know how our patients are doing in the clinic and things like that, people will respect it. Like, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've had two of my uh, um, fellow classmates come up to me recently and, you know, ask me to toggle them to the clinic because they, they weren't feeling that well. Hmm. And uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. So it just, I think people people understand the importance of getting your atlas adjusted. I think what they, they don't understand is of only adjusting the atlas and letting it, you know, letting the adjustment hold and just leaving it at that and not adjusting anything else. So that's where... You know the the education, you know, 
the explanations come in and uh, it's gone pretty well. I mean, people people understand when we talk to them about it, and and uh, I don't know. I have I have a good time talking about it with anybody. It's it's easy for me to talk about. So uh, it's been it's been fun. You know, the reason why I wanted to uh, uh, talk to you on the phone is because I I didn't even know that you were a student until. Um, I don't remember how I found it out. I think it was implied uh, in one of your... Uh, uh, no, I think it might have been on Facebook that I saw oh, that you were still a student. I mean, just because your presence on the uh, on the web and, and your... Uh, uh, at the time, I don't think you had a website yet, but you, you know, were making... Um, you would make comments on... Uh, uh, you would make comments on blog entries and uh, you're, uh, on Twitter you would say things. and um, You just seem like a real evangelist for upper cervical in general, not just to the uh, student. And it's interesting to hear your background. Uh, uh, to come from where you were, um, I mean, you said that you <laughs> didn't do much of anything before you went to school. And then you quit yeah. school and then you come back and now you're like this force and uh, I just really find that fascinating um, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you uh, because um, you know you definitely um, you, you found your passion it seems and uh, you're, you're doing a good job of, uh, of spreading it around um, Thanks. yeah and uh, like I said, you don't come across as a student. You, you come across as uh, someone who's been doing it for a while. Well, you know, when I when I took that break from school, um, when we moved back to Arizona, I really got into learning about blogging and social marketing and um, networking on the Internet. And it's something I actually totally love. I love doing this stuff. And uh, I read blogs like Pro Blogger or... Um, Let's see, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are kind of, we're talking about how to make money online, how to promote yourself, how to blog. And I've been wanting to do it for a while. And, you know, guys like, you know, Dr. Darren White and uh, Dr. Kale and Dr. Dill, you know, they got blogs. And uh, I love reading their blogs. I think they're awesome. You know, those guys have just such cool stuff to say. And, uh, and yourself, you know. And so I... One thing I always remember re reading when I, I would, you know, kind of look into all this stuff is how, you know, leave comments. You know, if you like something, you know, leave comments for for someone on their blog. And so, you know, when all you guys post stuff, I try to make sure to leave comments and, and uh, you know, let you know I, I think it's awesome because it is. I mean, we, just, we need more more uh, upper cervical chiropractors that have blogs and have an Internet presence because, you know, I, I saw an article in Chiropractic Economics about, you know, within the last year, about how, you know, less than 1% of chiropractors have a, a regularly maintained blog, and that's just nuts mm -hmm. to me. Because, I mean, if there's, what, 65,000, 70,000 chiropractors in the country, that's, I mean, that, that's a measly amount. And so if, my thinking is if we as upper cervical chiropractors and students could start forming this online presence, you know, maybe we can kind of take over what uh, the the uh, kind of the uh, thinking is of chiropractic online. 
you know, so people think, you know, oh, it's just back pain, neck pain, headaches. You know, they type in chiropractic, they come across these upper cervical flaws, these upper cervical sites, things like that. They can kind of see, oh, oh, okay, maybe chiropractic is a little bit different than I thought. You know, you read this stuff, and that's kind of my goal with my blog, is I just want it to be a good resource for people. I want it to be true to upper cervical. I want people to know uh, what it is that we do. And uh, it's funny because I posted um, a blog post a couple of days ago about what a specific upper cervical adjustment looks like. I had some videos and stuff. And I got uh, some some emails from some prominent upper cervical chiropractors that had posted some incorrect things. And so I took those things off and emailed them back and let them know, hey, you know, thanks for letting me know because I, I, I definitely want my blog to portray, you know, um, the truth. And, not, you know, I don't want to, you know, I want to make sure all the details are, are there. I want to make sure all my T's are crossed, eyes are eyes are dotted. So, I, don't know, I just I I just think that the the internet and all the social marketing thing is just it's just awesome. I love doing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I go on Facebook, Twitter. I don't know. I have my uh, checking my analytics on my my blog every day in Google Analytics and um, see what else is there. I'm gonna start getting into some Squidoo pages. I saw you on there yesterday morning, so I tend to run into you a lot everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, well, and, uh, you know, you're you're uh, um, not only. I mean, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, it is it's awesome. But the, the whole point of it, uh, as far as um, as far as its value, is this is this is like your own radio station you know if you put yeah. you know recorded stuff up there you can have your own television station and uh, uh, post your own video on there of yourself yeah. uh, and people the, the whole the point is to be relevant to what people are searching for mm -hmm. and uh, you know you, you said that you've uh, found my squidoo, my squidoo um, lenses up there mm -hmm. um, I, I still have not used everything that I know how to do because at the, the, you come to a point where you run out of time to do it all. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, man, there's like 20 other things I know I could be doing right now, but man, I, there's only 24 hours in the day. Exactly. But so. the, the point is if you do everything with a purpose to be relevant, and there's nothing more relevant, in my opinion, than trying to uh, get out a message of hope for people who are having an issue. And, uh, you know, um, the, the web is definitely the way to do it. And, and as a whole, it does not seem like um, upper cervical doctors as an entity have really grasped the power that we have because it's really inexpensive, too. Yeah. And uh, it's... Uh, I, I don't know how you uh, I don't know how you make people do something that you know they need to do. This is like trying yeah, to convince yeah. patients, you know, that they need to uh, they need to get their atlas checked. But um, yeah. all you can do is what you can do. Yeah, I, I've I've had a number of people at school lately asking, like, you know, where do you find the time to do this? You, know, you, you have three kids and you know, clinic and school and this and that. And I don't know. I, I just. I just have a passion for upper cervical and passion for online marketing. So it's to me, it's not really like, oh man, I got to find time to do this. It's you know, it's fun, right? You know, it's 
school and studying that's getting in the way. <laughs> Which I'm not doing a whole lot of anymore because I'm in my last trimester of classes and you know, I've got four more weeks left. And by this time, it's like everything's just review, so there's really no point in studying anything anyway. So yeah. that's uh, uh, it's, a, it's a grind just going through these last few weeks. So it's all over. So. Do you have a uh, an upper cervical mentor right now? Uh, yeah, I have a few. I, I've been. It's interesting. This blog. I, I'll be honest. I, I've gotten a lot of attention from this blog that I just have not expected. I just, I, I just didn't think that this would happen. I, I started the blog. And I wanted to do it because I wanted to talk about the cervical, and it was fun. And you know, within my first week, I was getting comments and emails and phone calls from different doctors, and I was like, whoa. And it's just been continuing. It's just crazy. And then. You know, you sent me an email, you want to um, interview me, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just interviewed, you know, like, Dr. Kale and Kirk Erickson and, and Darren White, guys like that. So, I mean, it's like, wow, that's, that's kind of surreal. And I've had, you know, been asked to do a few other things lately that I'm just kind of blown away um, about. And I, I don't know, it's just been, it's been, um, I don't know, it, it's cool. Yeah, I I appreciate it, and I guess I feel like my heart's in the right place. I want to do something to like help the profession upper cervical as much as I can. And I would say Dr. Kale has been helping me a lot lately. Um, Dr. Darren White, he's he's an awesome guy. He's helped me a lot. Um, Drew Hall, he's you know he's helped me a lot. Top Forrest has actually helped me too. Andy Hubbard or not Andy, Todd Hubbard. I used to know Andy Hubbard in high school, and always flip the names. It's weird. Uh, Todd Hubbard is the Palmer uh, uh, clinic doctor. Teaches uh, the Blair seminars with Dr. Forrest. Um, so yeah, it just it's it's been really cool in the correspondence with a lot of these these uh, these guys because they're they're doing a lot of what I want to be doing and and uh, it's fun getting their input on things and and uh, it's it's been great you know and then I read your stuff all the time too. I mean, it, I like what you have to say as well so you say you graduate in four weeks no well I've done with classes in four weeks I have one more trimester at clinic and I graduate in August okay so when do you take part four I take part four in May I think it's May 15th through the 17th oh so. So that, that's coming right up yeah it's coming right up so so you graduate for that pretty soon so you graduate in August. What are your plans after graduation? Right now, I'm still kind of contemplating things uh, as far as what I'm going to do. We've, <clears throat> my wife and I have kind of gone back and forth to whether we want to open up right out right away or want to work with someone. Um, probably lean towards more working with someone at first because we don't have any exposure to Blair at school, and I I just would not feel comfortable setting people up in x-rays right now and and uh you know i just i would like to have a little bit of experience first and so i actually went out to the uh uchc marketing seminar about a month ago and checked that out and uh, i thought that was really cool and um i'm flying up to uh seattle on tuesday to meet up with darren white and kind of check out that opportunity so i'm just kind of contemplating things and um i uh, I I know whatever happens is going to be the the right thing for me, and, it, and it'll smack me in the face when when I find it. Mm -hmm. So 
it may, it may have already happened. I don't know who, who knows. So I'm just kind of keeping all my options open at this point because I still have a little bit of time. But um, whatever it is, I know it's going to be great, and, and uh, I'm excited for it to come. I just wish I knew right now. Yeah. By the time you actually air this and post this, I might know. But, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, if you had to start over, uh, mm -hmm. start school over from the beginning, mm -hmm. from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you yeah. have done differently? Uh, I probably would have gone to uh, Life West or Sherman. <laughs> probably Life West, because I didn't know about Sherman until I came to Parker and started learning about the other chiropractic schools. But um, that's my honest opinion. I mean, my experience since I've been back to school, been back to Parker, has been a good one. Um, I'm grateful to be back. I, the class I'm in now is, I like it. There are a lot of good people in the class. I've met a lot of good friends. And, um, I've been enjoying myself, but the, the direction of the school is definitely not going towards upper circle. There, right now, the four main techniques at Parker are diversified, Gonstead, Thompson, and upper circle. Well, they're changing the curriculum, and upper circle is not going to be one of the core techniques anymore. Hmm. And it's probably going to be an elective. Hopefully, at least it's something like this, so people can still do it in the clinic. But that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's just kind of ridiculous. And you know, they talk about at school how you know the the study that was done or chiropractic reduces blood pressure, and it's like no, 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 it's a specific atlas adjustment that reduces blood pressure. You know, come on, let's not let's not uh, you know. That that's how they're presenting it. That's how they're presenting yeah. it at school. Is it just? Yeah, at times you hear that, and it just I don't know. It, it's like it's, we'll hear teachers sometimes say that, and you know, I'll kind of look at my friend Scott, look at Moses. We'll kind of look at each other, and it's like, yeah, it's not exactly quite like that. It's you know, a little bit more advanced than what you're saying, but so I don't know. I you know, Parker is a, a good school. They're they're dealing with a they're wanting to do and that's not really in the congruence or it's not congruent with uh, upper cervical so you know Life West are doing a lot of stuff there I mean geez Life West you got Darren White and Tom Forrest teaching Blair mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome and you know Sherman their president is a Blair doctor um, you know Life, or Life West you know Dr. Klum he's very friendly to upper cervical yeah um you know, life. You got Dr. Reekman there. That's another school I would, I would uh, contemplate it too. So I don't know. I, that's probably my biggest thing I would have done differently. I think it would have been a much different experience because uh, I came to school really knowing about. I mean, I knew the importance of an atlas adjustment. I just didn't know about upper cervical in general. Mm -hmm. I knew about BJ Palmer. I knew about DD Palmer. I knew about all this stuff when I came to chiropractic school. Just when I got here and started being around people that you know they didn't like chiropractic philosophy and they. They thought that you know, you know, the best best thing that ever happened to chiropractic was the day B.J. Palmer died. You know, this stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Who are you people? Like, why did you come here? Why didn't you go to the osteopathic school over in Fort Worth? You know, it's like, it just kind of blew me away. Mm -hmm. So, that, that's the thing I would have done differently. But, I mean, it, my my path, my journey has led me this way, and I've learned a lot, and I've become, you know a lot better person than I, I think I would have had I not gone through the experiences I've had. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the, uh, the journey I have been on. So. Well, great. Well, Brandon, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, no problem. It was, it was fun. It was, it was awesome.